In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. Do you know that you are loved today? That God has not deserted you? That he loves you the way you are? Do you know he doesn't keep us that way, though? He leads us to greater, greater strides in glory. You see, we need to all be changed. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit comes to us when we surrender our life to Jesus. How we need the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit who dwells in your heart. It is the Holy Spirit who gives you life. It is the Holy Spirit that raises the dead. And you say, raises the dead? Yes, Jesus sent his disciples to heal the sick, to heal leprosy, and to raise the dead. Oh yes, the dead shall be raised. Thomas Aquinas would say to his brothers, if they do not listen to you in the town, raise the dead. I'll tell you, I want to raise the dead, but I want to raise people that do not know Jesus into coming to know Jesus, raising the dead spiritually too. How we need to be raised spiritually because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. When the Bible says all, it means all. That means you, that means me. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But God gives us grace to appropriate what Jesus did on the cross for us, for he shed his blood for you. And we appropriate that by faith. How good God is that he takes notice of a sinner and brings that sinner into the life of grace how we need the grace of God. Without the grace of God, nothing can happen. We started in the church, Ordinary Time. Now you know I don't like that title because nothing is ordinary in the church. This is the year of grace, the year of the Spirit, the year of the crucified risen Savior. Ordinary sounds too ordinary but grace is supernatural. Oh yes, grace is supernatural. Do you know that if Jesus dwells in your heart, it is by grace you are saved? By grace, through faith, not of any works lest you should boast, but to produce works. I am reading from the sixth chapter of St. Luke, verse 43. No good tree bears bad fruit. What kind of fruit are you bearing? Are you gossiping? Then you're not a good tree. 
you need to repent. Are you talking about other people in your mind? They're not really Christian in your mind. That's not a good tree. That's a bad tree bearing bad fruit. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. This is just so simple. What are you producing? Today I prayed with the woman who was sorely depressed, and I prayed that the light of God would fill her and that she would be touched at the root of her depression. I believe she's a good tree. I believe that God has a plan for her life. I believe that she's suffering now. But let's pray for her. Oh, Jesus, we pray for this woman. We pray that you would break the depression. We pray that you would touch her in the depths of her being. We pray that you would give her a new life in Jesus' name. For each tree is known by its own fruit. Figs are not gathered from thorns, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. The evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. Listen to the next line. For it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. Touch your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart does the mouth speak. What is the in what is in the abundance of your heart? Are you gossiping? That's not good fruit. That's bad fruit. That's a bad tree. And if that continues, the Lord will chop it down eventually. But we have repentance. 180 degrees turned around. That, Lord, I don't want to produce bad fruit anymore. I want to produce good fruit. Send your spirit into my heart that I would be able to tell people good things rather than to gossip. I remember going to a, a restaurant and uh, I ordered onion rings, I believe, and uh, I don't remember what else. But two doors away from us were two women and they were talking about their priest. I happened to know their priest and they were talking gossip. I'm sure they go to communion every day, but they're bad trees and they don't bear good fruit. They had nothing better to do but to take down their priest, who happens to be a man of God. So out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Be careful what you say because it comes from your heart. And if you say bad things, you've got heart trouble, spiritual heart trouble. And the world is filled with bad things. We don't even want to say bad things about the elected people, even though some of them are far from God. 
How do we know that? They're for abortion. They're for same-sex marriages. Far from God. That's far from God. But even that, we don't want to destroy people. We don't want to destroy people that have sinned. What do we want to do for them? We want to pray for them, that God would touch them. When people ask me to pray that their children would come back to the sacraments, I pray that Jesus Christ would become real to them, that he would touch them, that he would heal them, that they would know forgiveness. Oh, yes, then come back to the sacraments because you've been touched by God and you can truly receive the body of Christ because you've been blessed. You see, we've not chosen God first. The Lord has chosen you first. The Lord has chosen me first. We have not been cho choosing God. Oh, today I'm going to decide to choose God. No. Before you decide, he's chosen to touch you. And then in his grace, we choose him. I'm reading from the sixth chapter of St. Luke Verse 46, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but do, but do not do what I tell you? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? I will show you what someone is like who comes to me and hears my words and acts on them. That is one like a man building a house who dug deeply and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood arose and a river burst against that house, but it couldn't shake it because it had been well built on a rock. What are you built on? I'm built on the rock of Christ. I'm built on Jesus by the grace of God. What are you built on today? Everything else but Jesus is sifting sand. And you're not going to remain when the winds blow and the rivers overflow. People say, you're too much into Jesus. I am a Christian and I am my faith is centered in Christ, the Lord. I am a Catholic and my faith is centered in Christ, the Lord. But the one who hears the word of God but does not act about it on it is like a man who built his house on ground without a foundation. When the river burst against it, immediately it fell, and great was the ruin of that house. Like, what are you built on? What are you built on today? If you're built on sand, you want to tell the Lord, Lord, come into my life. I want to be built on the rock. Lord, save me. I want to be built on the rock. Because everything else is sifting sand. And I'm going to tell you the storms will come and the rivers will overflow. That's called life. But where are you rooted in? Are you rooted in Jesus? the rock, or are you rooted in yourself? 
Well, I have so much faith, you say. Listen, your faith is not in your faith. Your faith is in a person, the person of Jesus Christ, the person that is proclaimed by the church in season and out of season, when convenient and inconvenient. So I want to be built on Christ, the rock of Christ. Let's continue with the seventh chapter of St. Luke. After Jesus had finished all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. Now Capernaum is where he did most of his miracles. That's where Peter, James, and John lived, at Capernaum. And you know what? Eventually, Jesus curses Capernaum. You know why? Because they do not follow what he told them to do. They wanted miracles, but they didn't want surrender of their lives. Let's continue. A centurion there had a slave whom he valued highly and who was ill and close to death. When he heard about Jesus, isn't that wonderful? Someone told him about Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? Are you telling people about Jesus? He heard about Jesus. He was a pagan and he heard about Jesus. What about you? Who have you told about Jesus? Who have you led to Christ? Who have you given your life to Jesus? Let's continue. A centurion had a slave whom he valued highly and who was ill and close to death. When he heard about Jesus, he sent some Jewish elders to him, asking him to come and heal his slave. When they came to Jesus, they appealed to Jesus earnestly, saying, He is worthy of having you do this for him, for he loves our people, and it is he who built our synagogue for us. And Jesus went out with them. But when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore, I do not presume to come to you. Only speak the word, and my servant will be healed. I tell you, this pagan had more faith than anyone I know. You don't need to come to my house. You need only to speak the word. And he's going to tell you why. He says, because I'm in command. And if I say to one soldier, go, he goes. If I say to one soldier, come, he comes. What about you? Who are you bringing to Jesus? This ministry is all about bringing people to Jesus, hearing the word of God, knowing the power of God. Oh yes, the power of God. I told you about Tom. We prayed with Tom for his heart. And he received a call from his doctor. What have you done with your heart? Tom said, what do you mean? It's perfect. It's new. It's beating correctly. It was prayer. It was his power in prayer. The prayer of Christ. This power in prayer. 
the prayer of Jesus in Jesus name in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus we have the victory in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus demons will have to flee I tell you it's all in the name of Jesus in the person of Jesus Lord do not trouble yourself for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof therefore I do not presume to come to you but only speak the word and my servant will be healed for I also am a man under authority with soldiers under me if I say to one go he goes to another come and he comes and to a slave do this and he does it when Jesus heard this he was amazed at him and turning to the crowd that followed him he said I tell you not even in Israel have I found such faith not even in the Apostles did I find such faith this man had power in his job and he knows that Jesus has power spiritually to heal the sick so you don't need to come to the house you don't need to see me just speak the word and my servant shall be healed I tell you not even in Israel have I found such faith when those who had been sent returned to the house they found the slave in good health Jesus spoke the word when he was far from the house Jesus spoke the word what words do you speak are you a good tree are you leading people to Jesus are you saying to people in the hairdresser you go to a hairdressing shop you know you just need to talk to Jesus that's all you need to say you just need to talk to Jesus I remember a young boy opened to the Divine Mercy chaplet he was a, a Catholic didn't know God and it said in the Divine Mercy if you pray this prayer Jesus will come and live in your heart and he prayed the prayer and the glory of God came upon him he was now a Catholic Christian God touched him oh yes it was simple he believed that if he prayed the prayer God would touch him and the glory of God filled him how we need the glory of God to fill us how we need the power of God to fill us how we need the unction of the Spirit to fill us we need that we receive confirmation but most people when they receive confirmation stop coming to mass if they're young they think of it as a graduation rather than an induction into the army of Christ I tell you when I received confirmation I felt something come touched me I was only 11 but I felt something that came and touched me I believe the people who receive confirmation receive the Holy Spirit but you know what 
Most people don't know Jesus. Most people don't want to surrender to Jesus. Most people want to live their own lives. Most people want to bear bad fruit. Most people don't want to be built on a firm foundation. Oh, I'll come to Jesus when I die. <laughs> you don't know when you're going to die. We remember the football star who took a heart attack. Thank God he's better. Thank God he's better. He had no idea that that day he was going to take a heart attack. But the prayers went up for him. And people loved him. Oh yes, we've all prayed for him. And he has become mostly healed. He's in now in his hometown in a hospital. How we need to pray. How we need to see God work. Chapter 7, verse 11. Soon afterwards, after the centurion, he went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and the large crowd went with him. Wherever Jesus went, large crowds went with him. They wanted him to touch them so that they would be healed or be delivered from evil spirits. So large crowds followed him as he approached the gate of the town. And you know what the gate is in Jerusalem and every other place? The place where you get your news. The place where you get your news. And there was news this day that a woman lost her only son. As he approached the gate of the town, a man who had died was being carried out. He was his mother's only son, and she was a widow. They would never bury people inside the walls of Jerusalem. Only outside the walls of Jerusalem do you bury people. He was his mother's only son, and she was a widow, and with her was a large crowd from the town. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion for her. Do you know that the Lord has compassion for you? Compassion means to suffer with. Do you know that the Lord has compassion for you? He's waiting for you to say yes to him. He's waiting for you to surrender your life to him. Then he came forward and touched the bear, and the bearer stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, rise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Fear seized all of them, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has looked favorably on his people. More than a prophet, the Son of God, the Son of God who is God, who is God and man. I tell you, that day that woman was totally converted. She received her son back. 
the angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Can you say that to the Lord? Behold the servant of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. What have you learned today? Have you learned that you're loved with an everlasting love? Have you learned that God wants you to bear fruit from a good tree? Have you learned that your foundation must be Jesus Christ? What have you learned today? Have you learned that your house is built on rock and not on sand? What have you learned today? That the centurion had more faith than the apostles. He knew that Jesus would do something. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.